Hey, listeners, there's a brand new show on Legal Talk Network about the First Amendment called Make No Law. Trust me, it is phenomenal. Here's a quick trailer about the show. News and pop culture are full of controversies about free speech and the First Amendment. We hear terms like hate speech and heckler's veto in a barrage of coverage about campuses, protests, and even wedding cakes. But what does it all mean, and how did we get here? That's exactly what my new show, Make No Law, the First Amendment podcast from opat.com, will explore. I'm Ken White, and I invite you to tune in every month for the history, stories, and personalities behind the right to free speech and the most important Supreme Court cases establishing it. You can find Make No Law on LegalTalkNetwork.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Enjoy! Welcome to the Digital Edge with Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway. Your hosts, both legal technologists, authors, and lecturers, invite industry professionals to discuss a new topic related to lawyers and technology. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the 123rd edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Sharon Nelson, president of Sensei Enterprises, an information technology, cybersecurity, and digital forensics firm in Fairfax, Virginia. And I'm Jim Calloway, director of the Oklahoma Bar Association's Management Assistance Program. Today, our topic is the ABA Journal, Legal Journalism in the Digital Age. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsor, Clio. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at Clio.com. That's C-L-I-O.com. Thank you to Answer One, a leading virtual receptionist and answering services provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800-ANSWER-THE-NUMBER-ONE or online at www.answerthenumberone.com. That's www.answerthenumberone.com. Thank you to Scorpion. Scorpion sets the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get attorneys better cases from the internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award-winning website, ROI positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com slash podcast. Thanks to Serve Now, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. We are very pleased to have as our guest, Molly McDonough. ABA Journal Editor and Publisher since February 3rd, 2017. Molly joined the ABA Journal staff in 2001. Before then, she worked in print and online media for American Lawyer Media and covered legal affairs for daily newspapers. In 2014, she was named to Folio's Top Women in Media list. Thanks for joining us today, Molly. Thanks for having me, Jim and Sharon. I'm so excited to be here today. Well, let's go back into a little history, Molly, and tell us how you first got involved with legal reporting. 
Sure. Uh, I started out as a general assignment reporter in South Carolina, and that's where I began covering courts and politics in a big region uh, near Florence, South Carolina. A big court case came out of that area at the time, a big desegregation case, and I developed a beat in courts and politics and then started covering more of the business aspects of law when I went to the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin and then to American Lawyer Media. I joined the ABA Journal as part of a team that was um, brought on board to launch the first electronic newsletter for the journal. What have been the biggest changes that you've seen in the legal profession since you first started reporting on it, Molly? I think what stands out the most is technology. It's been the technology that's been the biggest disruption to traditional law practice. Um, Even early on, I think it was a huge help, but the learning curve was really high for lawyers. So even as technology becomes more and more sophisticated and useful, it's really just now, I think, becoming easier for lawyers to use and savvy consumers who want or need to advocate for themselves. And I just wanted to mention, uh, over the weekend, I followed a social media thread in which a kind of a group of non-lawyer moms helped another mom walk through the steps of filing for divorce and custody. And again, this is all over social media. I don't think any of these women actually knew one another. Several suggested lawyers, but, you know, as part of the discussion, it became clear she didn't make enough money for legal aid and didn't have enough to pay the retainers and fees she was quoted, like in the $2,000 to $5,000 range. So she was directed to several online resources where she could use a mix of fillable forms and follow then, you know, kind of a guided process for filing her divorce online. You know, that's just been a huge change in, in the years I've been covering the legal profession. Well, there have been a lot of changes, uh, particularly with the ABA Journal itself. I can tell you in the old days, and I know you will take no offense because you weren't around at that point, I used to regard the ABA Journal as a chore to get through. It was so boring, but it really, it had a really radical change. And maybe you could talk about that and how the journal adapted in response to the changes around it, because it is now. I actually really look forward to reading the ABA Journal every time. Well, thanks for saying that. One of the things I remember when I first started at the magazine is a stat from the journal's regular reader survey. That revealed apparently more than once that the journal is the place our readers learn about technology advances in the profession. And I remember that kind of stunning the editors. So we started covering technology more and more, especially after more and more products were developed to assist lawyers and law firms. We had a tech column and started covering technology's impact on the industry. But the journal had to change its structure, too, as reader habits changed. I mentioned we started the e-report, a weekly e-newsletter in 2001. Then in 2007, we launched ABAjournal.com, which included a directory of law blogs. Out of that, we developed the annual Blog 100, celebrating blogging and directing readers to the resources developing in their areas of practice and areas of interest. And then as we developed ABAjournal.com, we also made sure to establish ourselves on social media platforms. The goal was to be where our audience readers would be so we could continue to connect them to our journalism. Well, that's interesting about the technology information. What can you tell us today about the technological savvy of ABA Journal's readership? When the journal first launched its site, I'll just kind of go back to a little anecdote. We had a tag cloud. Immediately, the feedback we got was that our readers didn't get it. And not only did they not get it, they didn't care for the trendy features we were trying to impose on them, I I think was some of the feedback we were getting. So, and our stats kind of consistently show that the journal overall readers aren't early adopters, but they are becoming increasingly savvy and they have expectations for, you know, the speed of delivery and 
the type of information that they want to receive from the magazine. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code TDE10. Of course, you can find Clio at Clio.com. That's C-L-I-O.com. Feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high-value cases your firm deserves? For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours attract new cases and grow their practices. As a Google Premier Partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to market your law firm aggressively and generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is the ABA Journal, Legal Journalism in the Digital Age, and our guest is Molly McDonough, ABA Journal Editor and Publisher. So Molly, we're all finding our news in new ways, but lawyers in particular, how are they finding their news and what kinds of stories are they seeking out? You know, lawyers are really well read and anytime we write about books, we get a strong engagement. And it's one of the reasons we started the Modern Law Library podcast a few years ago. And they want information that's easy to read, easy to share, and has value to them personally and professionally. It's true that clickbaity stories do pretty well on our site. When you talk about the types of stories they seek out, headlines certainly matter. But so do stories we found about lawyers doing inspirational things or stories that lawyers can connect with on a human level. And then again, you know, back to some of those clickbaity stories, ethic stories, I like to call them lawyers behaving badly stories, do particularly well. And so do substantive topics, especially like developments in the Supreme Court. Well, Sharon and I have noticed and appreciated, I might add, that the ABA Journal has been publishing many more features on cybersecurity and law firm technology security and and that type of thing. Are lawyers becoming more aware of the technology field challenges uh, for security in the digital age? Yeah, I think lawyers have to become more aware of technology just to be able to do business in a pretty competitive environment. But I'm constantly surprised how much lawyers, after they've learned to use technology, have total faith in their vendors without making sure the very sensitive data is secured or backed up. And I think that's changing, but it's one reason we decided to write about cybersecurity for this whole year. Not only does hacking impact lawyers as consumers, it's so important to the success and security of their business operations. It certainly is. And, you know, there's been a lot of changes. Another one was that you shifted from the blog 100 to the web 100. So what was the thinking that went on behind that? Yeah, even before we hit our 10th blog 100, we were looking for ways to recognize the impact and influence that social media and podcasting were having on the profession. And blogging has changed in so many ways, but it's still thriving. So we didn't want to give up recognizing bloggers. So we came up with the approach that we debuted last year in December. In addition to blogging, we recognized podcasting and lawyers on social media 
media, mainly Twitter this year. We tried to feature law firm websites, but we really didn't get enough good entries. So we hope to kind of work that feature into the next Web 100 or in future years. Well, the Digital Edge podcast was named in the ABA Journal's first Web 100 under the category Best Law Podcast. So as far as Sharon and I are concerned, that designate you as an authoritative source right there. But how did you arrive at the list? What was the process? So unlike the Blog 100, when we first launched that, we actually kind of struggled to pull that first list together. Podcasting is already flourishing. There are so many great podcasts related to law and the profession. The trick this year was winnowing it down to the ones we really wanted to share with our readers the first year. Molly, that was very interesting, but can you tell us a little bit more about the Web 100 and what categories there are in the selection process? Sure. So we take nominations for the Web 100 and before that, the Blog 100. We do it in the form of Amiki. We call it Blog Amiki, now Web 100 Amiki, where we do friend of the blog or friend of the Web 100 briefs. And they're sort of, we're soliciting testimonials from readers. We really prefer to get the nominations from readers of blogs or listeners to podcasts. And so when we opened up the Web 100 this year to include podcasting and social media and websites, we asked for a Miki in all those categories. And the other new thing we did is we kind of pulled from our Blog 100 Hall of Fame which we still maintain, and we asked some of those folks to be judges this year to help us select the finalists for the Web 100. So in each category, we had a kind of a panel of experts in those areas and then had them pick their favorites. And then from that, the staff editors at the journal finalized the list for the year. And I think that worked really well. We really got more nominations that way. We had nominations from judges that some areas we weren't aware of. Um, So I think it expanded our list in a good way for our readers. Well, Sharon and I aren't quarreling with the results. Before we move on to the last segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter AnswerOne Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. AnswerOne is available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. AnswerOne helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the country. Connect your firm with process servers who embrace technology have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and the rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit servenow.com. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is the ABA Journal, Legal Journalism in the Digital Age. And our guest is Molly McDonough, ABA Journal Editor and Publisher. So the next question I'm going to ask you should never be asked of me because I would go into a rant. But I'll ask it of you, Molly, and see what you say. Do lawyers resist new technology or are they receptive to it? (laughs) Well, 
after that intro, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear your rant. But seriously, um, more and more, I think, as technology vendors create products that are easier to use and easier to implement, I think lawyers are becoming a little more receptive to technology. I still wouldn't call them early adopters, but I think they're more comfortable with technology and other aspects of their lives. You know, I think about online banking for business and social media to communicate. So to me, it's not a big leap for them to then start using the same or similar tools in law practice, you know, to handle things like billing and communicating with clients. But again, you know, not exactly early adopters, but certainly I would say more receptive. So you're a lot kinder than I would be. I'm not going to do the full rant, but basically lawyers are cheap. They want everything for nothing. (laughs) And they are very resistant to taking time to learn to use the technology properly. So that would be part of my answer. But I do think they're getting better, but it's awful gall darn slow. (laughs) And any lawyers who are offended, that was Sharon Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jim. I needed, needed that assist. That's the same, you know, going back to the cybersecurity question, that's the same, you know, issue is, so once you learn what you need to know, did you learn enough to make sure that your data is secure? It's a challenge, Molly, because we're used to relying on precedent, and so many of these changes are really unprecedented, and so it's harder for lawyers to plan based on future conduct rather than reading old cases, right? Yeah, yeah, and there's probably some truth to that. We're hardwired into the precedent thing. Well, I want you to know that I share at least one or two articles, maybe more from the ABA Journal through my social media accounts every single month. So what are your plans for the ABA Journal this upcoming year and in the future beyond the next year? Well, first of all, thanks so much for sharing. I encourage as much sharing as possible with uh, journal stories and as many channels as you have. So the journal needs to reflect the interests of its readers. So right now in this last year, besides learning how to do this job, I've been doing a lot of listening. I'm learning what our readers want and need and how they need that information delivered. We've been in print now for more than 100 years, and I don't expect us to completely go digital, but I think we can and should be doing more online. So that's what we're focused on right now. Well, we certainly appreciate the time you've taken to be with us today, Molly. I know how very, very busy you are, but since I love the written word, I'm very much fond of the journal and the great stories you guys do. And I'm also very pleased to see the journal have evolved over time to something that is really useful to lawyers and really is something that they look forward to reading. So thanks for your good work. Thanks for taking the time and being our guest today. Thanks so much for those kind words, and thanks for having me today, Jim and Sharon. That does it for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers in Technology. And remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Miss Sharon. Happy trails, cowboy. Thanks for listening to the Digital Edge, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway for their next podcast covering the latest topic related to lawyers and technology. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.